0: Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. I am your host, Michael C. And today, I'm I'm, I've been working on an episode, actually a series of episodes, where I kind of wanted to address something uh, that I've noticed has been going on uh, within this lifestyle. And the best way that I can explain it is there's this narrative out there that I'm seeking to change, and that narrative is that the only way for a couple to get into this lifestyle is if they kind of come in through the swinging door and then kind of evolve into this. And I just wanna show that there are couples out there who are able to kind of go right into whether it's hot wifing or cuckolding. And the other part of that narrative that I'm seeking to change is this narrative that if you mention this to your wife and she initially says, no, that you have no recourse, that there's no way that over time you cannot get her to open up about doing this. So I wanted to talk to couples who kind of, came into the lifestyle that way and who have that experience. So today I'm going to be talking to R she and her husband enjoy the hot wife lifestyle. Uh want you say hi to everyone R? Hello. And she and I are going to get into this and she's going to tell us all about, you know, her journey and and the path that she took into becoming um, a hot wife. So To start, or why don't you just kind of give my listeners an idea of, you know, how old you are and how long you've been married?
1: Okay. So I am 39. Um, I've been married for almost 11 years.
0: Okay. And how long did you know your husband before you got married?
1: For three years.
0: Okay. And as I said, you know, this is all about talking to people who came into this through a different route. And so prior to your husband bringing this up, you guys had never done any kind of swinging or anything, right?
1: He and I know.
0: Okay. So why don't you just kind of give us an idea of of everything that led up to him letting you know that he had fantasies about you being with another man?
1: So um, I had... um, had kind of some different experiences before I met him. Like I, I realized like I was very turned on by the idea of like a male, female threesome. Um, that was a huge fantasy of mine and I had been involved in a female, male, female threesome before I met him. Um, and so he very embarrassingly, um, shared with me pretty early in our relationship that he had a fantasy of sharing me, um, and I, um, I had a really hard time believing that he actually would be okay with that.
0: Um, now, was that your, was that your main objection when he initially brought it up?
1: Yeah, it. it I tried to, like, put him at ease because he was so embarrassed to tell me that. I, I, I think I told him, like, well, first of all, I'm very excited about this because I was. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I could actually get to, like, live out my my fantasy of being with two men at the same time. Um, but I, I couldn't believe that he wouldn't actually be jealous. I'd been with so many jealous guys in the past that it, it, I found it so hard to believe that he could see me enjoying myself with another man and that not bother him.
0: So from the time he initially brought it up to you to the time that you actually had your first experience, how long would you say that took?
1: it was about six months
0: and what was going on in in those six months like was it him working on you him trying to lay your fears to rest like what was going on during those six months
1: I I was asking him a lot of questions um because I, I just kept saying like why why would you want that um and And the only, it was, it was a long time ago, but the only, like, one of the only things I remember him saying to me was, well, it'd be like watching porn, except it'd be you. I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense to me. Right. Um, but it's, I still, when we had our first experience, um, I still wasn't convinced that he wouldn't be jealous. Um. I still wasn't fully convinced.
0: (laughs) So during those six months, were there any other things that that caused you to have reservations or was that the primary obstacle?
1: No, that was, that was pretty much it. I just, um, I'd been in a um, six year long relationship right before that with a very, very jealous person. Um, And, and it just seemed so impossible that he wouldn't have some kind of jealousy or, um, see me differently, um, or resent me. Like it just seemed like it couldn't not change our relationship.
0: So during these six months before you actually did anything, what would you like? What was your biggest fear? Like, how did you see, for lack of a better word, how did you see the shit hitting the fan? Like, oh yeah. no, if I do this, this is going to happen, and it's all going to go downhill. Like, what was your biggest concern? What was your biggest fear?
1: Um, it, really, that he would see me differently. That he, um, that he would become jealous and sort of, um, see me as a slut, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And that that would, would make him not want to be with me.
0: So how was he finally able to lay that fear to rest? Like, when did you start to kind of come around and start to see that, okay, maybe he can handle this?
1: Um, Well, he, he had just assured me that, um, that that was what he really wanted. And he, he wouldn't think less of me. Um, and that he, um, really wasn't jealous. And, and it, we talked a lot about it and, um, we, we would make up like, he, 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 would like to pretend that, um, if I was coming home late from work, it was because I'd met someone and, and we'd sort of like, make up fantasies on on the fly like that and and after a little while I was like okay maybe he can
0: okay so was it uh more about the fact that you were actually able to physically see how much he was getting turned on by the idea of you being with someone else
1: yeah that was a big part of it
0: because I've often you know uh, like if I've talked to husbands and I've, you know, and I've explained to them that their wife may have had that concern, that that's one of the things that they need to show her. Like, right. like how you just said, like make up a scenario and let her feel your enthusiasm, let her feel your passion, let her feel your excitement so that in her mind she can say to herself, wow, okay, I notice how sex is different when we're talking about this. Yeah. You know, I, I see how much more he's engaged and how excited he is and how passionate he is, you know, like you can't fake that,
1: you you know,
0: and you know, it's one of those things I've told husbands to, you know, to try to do. So it's nice to be able to talk to someone and have someone talk about her experiences, who actually experienced that, actually experienced that that difference in approach uh, from her husband. So let me ask you this, if you had to contrast the two, and again, this is before you actually did anything, how was the sex different in just normal circumstances versus when you guys did some kind of role playing? Like, what did you notice that was
1: different? It, um, the the idea excited both of us so much that that sex was was so much more, exciting and intense like when we were talking about it
0: and did you like it from the very first time like the very first time you guys you know injected the the role-playing aspect of it did you like it right away or did you have to get used to him being so enthusiastic about it
1: um no like in fantasy i was like yeah this is great like i just i I still, like, it took a little while of, of talking about it and seeing his excitement to, to think that it might be possible for him to, like, actually have this play out in reality and not feel differently about it. Because there is a difference between fantasy and reality. Not everything that you fantasize about, you want to actually happen.
0: True, true. Now, how did you, this is kind of a, a multi-part question. When you got to that place in your mind where you said, okay, I'm ready to actually try this in real life. What was it that got you there? And what do you remember about his reaction when you told him that first time that you were ready to make this real?
1: Um, we, I really wanted to, um, to give it a try and cuz it just seemed like it would be so amazing if both of us were really like really enjoyed this um and i i can't remember how i told him but he was so excited and so enthusiastic about it um that it, it made me feel really good about going forward with it
0: and when that first time was approaching how did like what was your approach to finding that guy
1: Um, so, um, we actually put a, um, sort of anonymous, the pictures we posted, like didn't have our faces. We made a a profile on MySpace, um, because we didn't, uh, weren't aware of, of, um, sites for finding people for this. Um, I'm not even sure if there were like back then. Um, there probably were, we were just, weren't aware of them. Um, and, and we just, you know, stated in our profile, like what we were looking for and, um, and we got many responses actually.
0: And so I remember you telling me that, you know, your first experience wasn't what you expected it to be. Um, so you so if you don't mind, could you kind of let my listeners know how that first time went and what you took away from it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so um, I think part of the reason what um, that it didn't go well was because of um, how we were searching for people. So we we got someone who wasn't experienced in the lifestyle, um, and and I also still wasn't like I said fully convinced that I could enjoy myself um, in front of my husband and have him be okay with that. Um, and so I was holding back, um, this person wasn't experienced and, um, I also wasn't very attracted to him, but it kind mm-hmm. of was like, we, we, it was, there was, <laughs> there were, you know, as, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, if you were, um, especially if you're female looking for something online, there's just so much to like wade through
2: right. and by the
1: time we got to like him and we'd gotten along, I felt like we should just try it even though I wasn't attracted to him. But I think in retrospect at the time, I just kind of thought like, Oh, this is something that's better in fantasy. But, but, um, after I'd gotten a little distance from it, I realized, looking back, that there were there were several issues with it, and, and probably the biggest one is that I just didn't believe that um, he could could handle seeing me enjoy myself with another man.
0: So you could feel yourself kind of holding back and not investing fully in the experience because you yeah. were like worried about how is he going to react? How is he going to take it? Are we going to argue later? Yeah. You no, know, is this going to change things? And so you were, you had a lot of trepidation in that initial experience that just made it kind of tough for you to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And I didn't recognize that that's what it was at the time. I just thought like, Oh, I didn't enjoy this. So maybe, maybe this isn't so good to actually do. Um,
0: So, and I kind of like to pause this there because this mm -hmm. is very important. What you just said that just because a wife agrees to do this, however long it takes to get to that point, just, and if the first, because some people have great first experiences and some people don't. Um, but what I'm hearing from you is that if it's not a very good experience, not to immediately write it off, to, to, to kind of um, dissect it and be honest with yourself as far as saying, okay, why wasn't a good experience? What, yeah. what can be done differently? You know, what can he do differently? What can I do differently? What can we do differently? As far as how we approach this, because it shows so much potential that you didn't want to just write it off after the first bad experience.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now, you had also told me that you had a, a second experience not long after the first one. And it, it was pretty much the same results. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about
1: yeah, so it was another person that um we'd sort of screened through my space and, and had gotten through our screening. And so I was like, Okay, let's let's give this one more try. But um but pretty much the same forces were working. Um, mm-hmm. he was not experiencing the lifestyle. Um, I was still not letting myself relax in the situation. So it was it was not um Oh, there's also another force going on here that I haven't talked about my, um, so my husband actually used to feel bad about having this fantasy, I think just because of societal pressures and and the fact that like the word cuckold has had such a negative like connotation in our culture for so long, um, that, that he felt. Um, And so he would go through this period where it would like turn him on so much and he would get so excited about it. But then the the moment he wasn't turned on by it, it was like he was like, he was like, oh, like kind of almost like disgusted with like the fact that he wanted that. And so um, in these experiences, like he had enjoyed them, but then like afterwards been kind of like... It's it, disgust is like too harsh of a word, but right, he right.
0: was kind know. of disappointed in himself for even having those thoughts and yeah, kind of ashamed. Like, yeah. why, am I, why am I even having these thoughts? Like, this is my yeah. wife. I'm not supposed to think about her like this. And, and I'm sure at, at this time you guys probably felt very alone in these desires. Like, I'm sure you didn't have other people that you talked to that, you know, had similar experiences. So there was nobody to bounce anything off of.
1: Right. Like you it know. was, it would have helped immensely to to know, you know, that and, that other people were going through something similar to us, but we didn't at that moment.
0: And that leads me to... Exactly, why I'm doing this show. This is why I do it because I know that there are couples out there who, you know, they don't have anybody to talk to. And even when they read stuff online on various sites or various forums or what have you, you know, there's so much misinformation mixed in with the information that they don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah. You know, so I love doing these types of episodes because you never know who your story is going to resonate with, right. you know, and there might be somebody out there listening who, when they hear you, they'll say, wow, that, that sounds a lot like me, or that sounds a lot like us, you know, so maybe there is hope for us, you know, and it's good for them to see that, you know, they're not the only ones, you know, having these types of thoughts. So, you know, you can take a lot of solace in the fact that, even though you guys didn't have a lot of help and you were kind of fumbling around in the dark that you're helping to turn on the light for those couples that are coming behind you.
1: Right. I think that there's a lot, well, the internet is a lot um, larger now than it was when, when I was younger. And so um, I think I hope that there is a lot more accessible information
0: about this. Yeah, I think people can kind of get an idea of, of when you got into this, just by the fact that you said MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sure that there are some people out there who are like, MySpace, wow.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, so I remember you telling me that there was a significant amount of time between that second experience and when you got back into it. So why don't you let my listeners know exactly how much time passed between that second time you tried it and when you guys got back into it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so there was probably um, there was at least 10 years between that experience and when we tried it again.
0: Um, now, during those 10 years. Was it an out-of-sight, out-of-mind type of thing, or did you guys continue to talk about it, albeit probably infrequently, but how how was it addressed during those 10 years? Because obviously you couldn't ignore the fact that you had actually done it.
1: Right. So, you know... we still talked about it because I told him like, um, you know, I I think that this is still very much my fantasy, but I, I didn't enjoy these. And so I think that it might be better left in fantasy. And so we continued to role play and, and talk about our fantasies in the, in the interim. Um, and, and truthfully, like, um, I don't want your listeners to think like it, it has to take like 10 years because, um, a lot happened in our lives, like in those 10 years, um, that, you know, we got married, we moved across the country, we bought a house, we um, had a child. I actually lost one of my parents. Um, like, there were things happening that right. um, Real life. sort of put that on the, the back burner. Um, and, and so it was, I think we could have – there was also, like, a, another impeding factor in us trying again because we weren't really sure how to meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, even when we started thinking like, we might want to try this again, it was like, well, how do you meet people like to do that? Um, and since we didn't know anyone who was in the lifestyle, it was like, we felt kind of like lost because everyone in my, um, day to day life interacted with me as a married woman. And so I was like, I don't know how to, to find someone for that.
0: Okay so as those 10 years were drawing to an end when like when did you feel things starting to shift as far as okay I think we're about to try this again like how did how did that come about
1: Well I I can't remember like at one point you know I I started telling him like yeah I I, I think I might be ready you know to try this again but I'm not really sure he started talking a lot about how I should meet someone at work um, and, and, you know, like go to a hotel with them afterwards. And, and I just kept like, it, it didn't happen that way. (laughs) I was just like, this is not happening this way. Um, And, and so we'd been talking for probably, oh gosh, like a year about. You know, we would both like be willing to give this another try, but we didn't know how to meet people. And, and I don't know how long my husband had been sitting on this information, but we were out, um, for our anniversary dinner, actually. And he suddenly, we were, we had a a kid free night, um, had an overnight babysitter. We were like, what are we going to do with this glorious, like kid free night? And he said, I think we should go here. And he sent me a Google, like, uh, thing about a place, and a, and it said adult entertainment, and I was like, mm, I think I'm thinking strip club, and I was like, right. I'm not interested in that. And he was like, No, no, that's not what it is. And so I looked into it, and it was actually a, um, I guess, swingers club, right? Um, is what they're called. But it's not just swinging that happens at those places. But, and I my mind was blown. I didn't realize that places like that existed. I mean, I guess if I'd really thought about it, I would have like been like, yeah, they do. But I didn't realize they existed where we were.
0: Right. That it was kind of like under your nose. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was, like, <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking like, I actually never asked him. I should have asked my husband, like, how long have you been looking at that place before you brought it up to me? Because I was like, why haven't you told me about this? <laughs> um, yes, we should go. Absolutely, we should go. Um, so we went that night. And um, and we actually, I didn't have another um, experience with another man. I actually played with another woman, um, which is not his fantasy, but he was, I was really happy to see like him being happy that I was enjoying it, even though it wasn't what he really wanted to happen that night Um, but that sort of led to um, she introduced us to her husband who was actually my first buck um, and then I told a friend who I thought might understand about my experiences with my book. And she had told me about some websites and, and I started meeting people through those websites that were already in the lifestyle. And and that sort of like just got us into um, where we, where we know how to meet people. And
0: Okay. So that first, so when you finally got back up on that horse, pardon the pun, um, <laughs> and you had that, third experience because you had the two previous mm-hmm. and then you had the 10 year gap and then mm-hmm. you had your third experience what was it that you noticed about that third experience that showed you that okay we're in a different place like this feels so much different than those previous two
1: well um i i i like you know i felt very confident enough to let myself you know, relax and to fully experience whatever I was going to experience. And then afterwards, my husband wasn't like embarrassed or ashamed about it.
0: And so So. taking that from it, that's what gave you the confidence to go for the fourth and the fifth and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how long have you now been back into it? Like as of now you've been active for how long?
1: Um, So, uh, 11 months.
0: And how would you say like things between you and your husband, how have they progressed since you've become active in this? Like what, what is it that you notice about the way you two interact with each other?
1: Um, we have much, much better communication than we used to. Um, and and like I said, I think that's an essential part of this lifestyle. Like you have to talk, to each other about everything um and and we also we have better sex you know even when we're not playing it's just it's it's really um <laughs> I I said something to my I forget how it came up but when my doctor like asked you know like about my sexual activity and I was like um every day. And she was like, and you've been married for 10 years? I said, yeah. And she's like, well, good for you. I was
0: like, well,
1: you don't know why, but. Right, right, right. Um,
0: There's an underlying reason, but thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, good for us. Um, but it's also, um, I think, brought us closer and, and given us more intimacy. Um, and I think a big, a big part of that is um, the reclaiming time is is a big is very very important to us like it's um it's our time to sort of come back together as a couple and Mm. and share our excitement about what happened but also like just be intimate just the two of us
0: okay now there may be some of my listeners who may not be familiar with that term I mean obviously I am but this is for the benefit of them yeah how would you explain what reclaiming is
1: So the terminology bothers me a little bit because it's almost like that idea that like I'm his property and he has to like claim me again after sharing me. But um, but what it is for us is just um, when um, my buck leaves, like we um, we talk about what happened, we have sex and and cuddle, and it's just really our time to come back together as a couple.
0: So I guess almost kind of like renewing your vows, so to speak, in a, in a, in a manner of speaking, just you do it yeah. more frequently than yeah. someone who uh, would, you know, would renew their vows. Because I've, I've talked to a lot of couples and I know that that's a very important part you know, of this. So I just kind of wanted, you know, for the benefit of my listeners to hear someone else describe it instead of me describing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying like this, um, this is what's important. Like we had a lot of fun and this is great, but like our intimacy, this is what's important.
0: So now that you're, like you said, you know, you're, you guys are, are pretty active, you know, in this, how often do you get to play?
1: Um, We're kind of, deciding that right now um so not everything has been like as rosy as i can like yes the best parts of it are that we have better communication we have better sex i actually have more confidence which was something that surprised me um that this gave me a, a lot more confidence
0: that was actually um, going to be my next question i'm glad i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought it what that up because yeah I see that a lot yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's great to see because, you know, so many women struggle with, you know, whether it's self-esteem or body image or what have you. And I think that that's one of the things about this lifestyle that you don't really see it being talked about as much as other aspects. And that is this infusion of, of self-confidence that it gives a lot of these wives, you know, yeah. You know, because, I mean, obviously their husbands dote on them and tell them how, you know, beautiful and, and sexy they are. And it's not that you don't appreciate that. And it's not that it doesn't mean anything. But, you know, much like when your mother tells you how smart or, you know, attractive you are, it's like, yeah, mom, you're supposed to say that, you know, like, right. what, else, like what else are yeah. you going to say? You know, so yeah. it's, it's nice to kind of get that affirmation from people outside of your dynamic. And I just yeah. love seeing the way that, you know, like you take a woman who who is just getting into this and then you look at her several years down the line after she's been doing it a while and she just carries herself with so much more confidence. Like even in her day-to-day life, you know, yeah. the way she feels when she goes out to the store or to the mall or out with her husband or whatever, she's not afraid to maybe wear certain things that maybe she wouldn't have worn before, you know, she's not afraid to, to even take chances on her appearance, whether it's trying a different hairstyle or a different hair color, you know, or, you know, or anything like that. Like she's no, she's no longer so reluctant to try to reinvent herself. Like she has so much more confidence that she'll just do it. And she's like, well, if it doesn't work, then I'll just change it back. But she's not afraid to take that chance. Right. You know, and I Um, just, I just always felt that that was a very beautiful, positive thing that I wish got talked about more.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been one of the biggest positives to come out of it for me. Um, And I think like my husband has, you know, asked me like, why doesn't it, give you the same confidence that I think that you're so sexy and I'm like well you love me and you're my husband of course you're gonna say that like um,
0: like it's fun to be lusted after
1: (laughs) yeah it's and there's like that new relationship energy that I think like needs to be acknowledged too because it's it's like really exciting to like have someone new interested in you right right um and, and I've been getting a lot of interest from some pretty young guys, which is kind of flattering. Um.
0: <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard that from a number of, of, of women as well. And, and some of them can't believe it. They're still kind of dumbstruck by it, you know, but at the same time they're, they're giving themselves permission to enjoy it. Yeah. Which I think is important, you know, to kind yeah. of say that it's, it's okay for me to enjoy being the object of, not just another man's desire, but a younger man's desire.
1: Yeah. You I know. think the attraction, like, um, I, I'm not a younger man, you know, interested in older hot wife, but, um, but I think the attraction is probably the confidence.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, confidence is one of those things that you know it when you see it, you you know, when it's real and it's very, it's very exciting when you, when you come across it, you know, it's, it's, you can't really explain why, you know, yeah. um, like there may be someone who outwardly people may view as, as more attractive, but they're drawn to the person who has that confidence,
2: right.
0: You know, and it, it it, 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 makes them stand out and it's a, it's a very, it's a very attractive, uh, uh quality. Um, now you said earlier that, You know, there are some great things about it, but it does have its, you know, pitfalls and and little bumps in the roads and everything. So if you don't mind, just because I want to present as realistic a picture as possible. Like, I don't want people to think, oh, it's so great all the time. Like, there are (laughs) things that come up. So do you feel comfortable kind of talking about those things and how you and your husband are working through them?
1: Yeah. No, it's... um So the, the, our first pitfall was, um, it was really kind of like a very emotional time for both of us because we started, um, I don't think we were fully in the lifestyle before, but like we started back in the lifestyle and I really enjoyed it. And I was, I was enjoying all the attention. I was enjoying this, the incredible sex that I was having with my bucks and my husband and I was enjoying my confidence and he was experiencing some insecurity and i don't think it was exactly jealousy because what it was was he was he saw me enjoying myself so much with other men and he started thinking about all the all of his faults as he put it and he started worrying that that i would leave him um and and we just sat down and he actually said to me like i don't i don't think we should continue in this and and that crushed me because i was like i was I was so, I was just enjoying it so much and enjoying the change that it had produced in me. And to him, like saying that, it was like, I don't want that change in you is like what I heard from that. And I was like, oh, and so I start crying when he told me and, and how he took that was that I was that upset about not being able to be with other men. Right and and so that hurt him and it was just this whole like we we had to sit down and like talk out all of these misunderstandings and and get to the heart of the fact that he was really like afraid that I was going to leave him and and this may not have been the best way to to approach this but i my first response was like to bring up the worst thing that he'd ever done to me in the almost 15 years that we've been together it was like you did this and i stayed with you mm-hmm. like what what makes you think that like Having like some hot sex with a young guy is gonna make me
0: leave you right like if, <laughs> I, like I, if I stay through that, this definitely is right. not going yeah
1: you know, like,
0: this, is, this is not gonna steer me away from you just yeah. to kind of put it in perspective for him
1: right like, yeah like I was just like w- this is not gonna do it um, and
0: that's, that's really interesting what you just said in that you both said something or reacted to a situation in a way that the other person totally misread. Right. And that you were able to see past that and actually talk about it and say, no, this is what I meant. Right. You know, like the way that you saw me react or what you heard me say is not what I was trying to say or is not the emotion that I was trying to get across. And the way that you two actually listened to each other. So did it, did it help when you were able to kind of break it down like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We talked it out and he, he realized that, that I was just, you know, sort of upset about losing, um, the change, the positive changes that it brought to me in our relationship. Um, and, and I'd sort of understood that, that he was, um, struggling, you know, with his own insecurity and, and I had told him, you know, like, what was really important to me and i don't know if i've mentioned it yet but like when i decided that way back when we had those first two experiences that i didn't enjoy that i wasn't sure if i wanted to try this again um the response from my husband that was really important to me was like he told me like it's okay if if you're never ready to do that again um like i hope you are but it's okay if you're not and and so i get, i gave that back to him when he decided you know like he needed um wasn't enjoying it as much as he'd hoped at first, you know, I said, um, I really hope that, you know, we can, we can try this again, but I know that you probably need some time to work out those insecurities and, and that's fine. You know, like if you're never ready again, that's fine.
0: Uh, So as of now, how would you describe the place where you and your husband are now?
1: We're in a really good spot. Um, we, and like I said, I think that having that experience of, because there are, there are times like not even about this when we misunderstand each other and we hurt each other, you know, and, and it's, I think it's easier for us to because we've had sort of more intense communication about this um, and worked out some pretty intense things. It's, it's transferred over into our day-to-day communication. And we've actually um, really, when we think that someone's saying something or you know, doing something hurtful, we kind of stop and are like, that's probably not what's going on. Like, let's talk this out um, instead of just reacting. And and so it's been, it's been really great for a relationship in a lot of different ways. And, and I think that my husband has worked out um, his, his reservation. Like um, I don't, I don't think he's afraid of losing me anymore because he's super excited about whenever It's like you can go do that whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, and and we've been playing with. We're still kind of determining like what exactly our dynamic is. So we're kind of playing around with that at the moment because he um, he at first like wanted us to just play like together, Um, and and then we're sort of venturing into me playing with my buck, you know, just the two of us, and then um, sending him pictures during, or, like, we're kind of thinking about, like, me keeping it from him until, like, afterwards, and then telling him, because he has this, like, fantasy of being surprised. So I think we're going to play with that next.
0: Well, that's the beauty of all this, is that you, you, you can kind of make it your own. Right. You know, there is no manual, there is no guidebook, you know, there is no standard. You know, it's all about, you know, what works, you know, for the two of you and exploring that, having fun with it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be stressful. It's not to, you know, you don't want it to drive any kind of, of wedge between you. But when you're approaching it with the right frame of mind and you're communicating the way that you guys seem to be, it's let's be honest, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And as I always say, there's a very big difference between living and feeling alive. And I think that for the couples who do it the right way and approach it with the right mindset, this is definitely one of those things that makes you feel alive. I mean, for some people, skydiving makes them feel alive. For other people, it's having the freedom to be with another man besides their husband that makes
2: them feel (laughs) alive,
0: you know, and kind of finding ways to weave those experiences in with the the day-to-day stuff that we all go through you know you get up you get the kids ready you work you come home you pay the bills and you just kind of do that every single day the next thing you know you look back on it and months and years have passed and you've been kind of stuck in this you know of living yeah so it's it's nice when you find something that brings some kind of excitement and passion to your life, especially when you're able to share it with your partner. Yeah. You know, so, um, as I said in the beginning, my main motivation to talking to you was to kind of address those husbands out there who wonder if they can walk their wife down this road, you know? So what advice would you have? I mean, I know we talked about some things earlier, even before we did this episode, but I kind of want to get your take on it first. What kind of advice would you give husbands on how to ease their wives into this? And let me preface it by saying this. Again, the narrative that I'm trying to change is there are a segment of people who feel that, okay, if you bring this up to your wife and she says no the first time, you can't ever bring it up again and there's this gap between that approach and pestering her about it you know like i feel like those are too extreme so i'm, I'm trying to show people that kind of happy medium like there is a space that exists in between you know, not taking that first no as definitive, but at the same time, not pestering her about it. So how would you, what would your advice be to couples and to husbands as far as how to kind of keep this in the in the forefront, but not making her feel pressured about it?
1: Yeah, well, I think, like I said, like I think the, the letting your partner know that it's however they're feeling about it is okay. Like if your wife says no, like let her know that you hear that and that's okay but that you still want to talk about like i would suggest like having a conversation about what that no means like what's behind the no because there there's something there and and if you can figure out what it is like with me it was it was that i was convinced that he was going to you know be jealous and see me differently and it was going to negatively impact our relationship um and so you if you get the reason behind the no or reasons you can then like make her feel Um, better about them. Um, or, you know, it, it, it might be that she just doesn't, um, feel ready for that at that moment in time. And, and you can, but you could still like, if, if the idea excites her, um, I, I would highly suggest role playing because it's like in talking about your fantasies because that can bring a lot of excitement into you. just that you know can bring a lot of excitement into your relationship and and then she can see like how excited that makes you and how excited that might make her and um, I don't know so if the, I have any other oh, really okay. I don't okay. know if I have any other advice but yeah Wouldn't,
0: no I kind of wanted to, to tack on to, to what you said and that is you know and this is for the husbands like if you bring this up you know, to your wife and, and she objects initially don't get so caught up on the fact that she said no, but try to find a way to have that, that genuine heart to heart and find out, you know, and it's not about, Hey, I want you to tell me why, so we can, so I can, you know, attack those reasons, but just, I want to understand where you're coming from. Because usually if a woman says no, she has reasons, whether it's reasons like yours, where I feel like you really can't handle that, like you say you want it, but I doubt that you can, and I don't want to ruin what we have. Or, you know, for some women, their self-esteem is is so affected that they feel like, you know, you know. I don't, I don't want to be shot down, you know, like what yeah. if I agree to do this and we can't find anybody, you know, mm. like they don't, they don't, they don't want to be, you know, turned down. Yeah. And, you know, that's a
1: good point. I think we, that that should be talked about because it, there are tough points where the I think it's, it can be hard for some people to find um, someone that, and if you think about it, it's not really that shocking because um, there aren't, you know, you're limiting the number of people um, available, like, to the lifestyle, people that are interested in being a bull or a buck for a couple. And then you got to find compatibility between three different people. It can it can be a little difficult at times. And I know some hot wives, like, take that, you know, that that hurts their self-esteem. Right. Um, but I think you have to keep in mind that, like, it it, it, it is a big, like it's it's a lot more than just finding like one person that you're compatible with.
0: Oh, absolutely. And if there's anything that the guys can take away from from listening to you talk is you know, if you bring this up to your wife and she's not on board just not not only talk to her, but listen to her. Yeah. You know, like you know, listen to what she is saying and you know, give her, let her know that it's okay for her to feel the way that she does. Like, you're not saying that she's wrong for feeling that way. Right. You know, like, in other words, validate her feelings. Right. But at the same time, you validate her feelings, you know, listen to them and try to address in a, in a well thought out and compassionate way what her objections are and try to overcome those objections one at a time. I mean, you're not going to do them all at once, you know, and it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. But if this is something that you, you really want and you know, you're, you're, you're coming from a good place, then, you know, it's possible you, you can get her there. And that's why I wanted to talk to you and, and wives like you with similar stories is so that these guys can hear that every wife is not going to be on board right away. You know, every situation is not going to, you know, be a home run the first time. Yeah. You know, but just know that just the fact that it did work for somebody lets other people know that it's not impossible. I'm not saying that it's easy, but at least they can know that it's not impossible. So right. I kind of wanted to do these episodes, you know, to give these guys hope. Let There's them know definitely. that, yeah, that it, it it can happen if you approach it the right way. If you listen and understand and not pressure her, but at the same time, letting her know that, this is not a passing fancy. Like this is not, it's like, you know, like, like a kid, they, they want something, they want something, they want something, and then time passes and it's like, just, just give them time and they won't want it anymore. Yeah. You know, and letting her know that this is not that type of scenario. Like this is something that I really honest and truly want to try, you know, at a pace that works for you, but don't think that it's just going to fade from my mind. Like, don't take the approach of, oh, well, if we don't talk about it, he'll forget about it in a couple of months, you know, like let her know that, yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking about it, <laughs> you know, and then after some time, she may realize that, okay, this is not going anywhere. So let's talk about it. You know, obviously it's, it's real. So let's talk about it. Like how you said you did with your husband, you know, explain to her why you want it. You know, explain to her, you know, help her understand why it turns you on so much, why you can't stop thinking about it. Why the thought of her being with another man excites you so much, you know, help her understand so that she's better able to, you know, to process it. You know, so I think in that regard, you're, you know, you're, you're going to help a lot of people.
1: I hope so. Like, cause like I said, we, when we were in a, the beginning of our journey, we felt very lost and very alone
0: you know, and I hear that from a lot of people who are like, man, I wish your podcast would have been out several years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, so do I, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd have a lot more listeners by now, you know, but, um, but you're helping people now. And, yeah. and that's the, that's the most important thing is that it, it is here now. And there are still a lot of couples, you know, who can benefit from your wisdom and from your experience you know, and, you know, not that they're going to do it the exact way that you guys went about it, but just understanding that there are approaches out there that work.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and if it helps, you know, you know, let your wife listen to an episode of the Keys and Ankles podcast, you know, to, <laughs> to hear other wives talking about their journey and, and, you know, so that she doesn't think that you're crazy. Because right. I've talked to a number of wives and the first time their husband brings us up today, they look at him like something's wrong with him. Right. <laughs> you know, like what do you what do you mean you want to see me with another guy? Like what's what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like societal pressure like in the opposite direction. So, it it can seem very like strange if you've never had any other experiences with it. But um it's definitely possible even if your first experience isn't great, even if she's not excited about it at first. Like it it still could happen.
0: Well, R, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to come on my show and and talking so openly uh, about your experience. Um, Is there anything in closing that you would like to say, whether to me or to my listeners or to your husband, Uh who I'm sure is going to you know, listen to this at some point you want to,
1: yeah, he, he is. And hopefully he won't be mortified cause he's not quite as open a person as I am. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I thank you for, um, giving me the chance to share my story. I, I really, um, I really am, I'm glad to, to share it and, and have people hopefully like be able to, to relate to it and have it help them.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the show. And like I said, I, w- I would like to have you back uh, for one of my after-party episodes. And that's, that's, that's when we can talk about all the fun stuff. <laughs> you know, and, and you can, you know, let my listeners know just how much you enjoy being a hot wife. So, um, but for now, I want to thank you for being with the Keys and ankle's podcast. I want to thank all my listeners for listening. I want to thank everyone for, uh, for their continued support and, and helping me get to this point. And I want to continue bringing you all, you know, quality content, whether it's me talking about subjects or having couples or women or husbands or what have you, just anybody who represents, you know, any faction of this lifestyle, because you know, this is all about moving the lifestyle forward and separating fact from fiction. So once again, I am your host, Michael C., This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I want to thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you.